On February 1st, 1959, Have Gun, Will Travel broadcast an episode called A Matter of Ethics. The program's opening was a four-note motif composed and conducted by Bernard Herrmann. The show's closing song, The Ballad of Paladin, was written by Johnny Western, Dick Boone, and program creator Sam Rolfe. Western played the song for the TV show. My gun was handcrafted to my specifications. I rarely draw it unless I mean to use it. Gun Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel. Headquarters of a man called Paladin. Yes? Uh, about that imported silk shawl you ordered as a gift for a lady? Oh, yes. Very pretty. But uh, you didn't say about the color. Is it for a blonde or a brunette? Why, I'm not sure yet. Perhaps you'd better leave one of each. Just oh. tell the clerk at the desk to charge them to my bill. Of course. Thank you, Mr. Paladin. Ah, there you are, hey boy. Oh, yes, Mr. Paladin. I have two messages for you. One from San Francisco City Jail. Mr. Holgate say he get your card and want you to come see him. Oh, yes, he's the murderer who's afraid he'll be lynched when they take him back to stand trial in some little town in Wyoming. Oh, and he say you better hurry. Sheriff come here and take him away on 9 o'clock train tonight. And the other message? Ah, pretty lady wait for you. Huh? Over there. Oh, it's too bad. What I tell her, Mr. Paladin? Give her my sincere regrets, hey boy. Tell her later. I have a train to catch. Even if you've had embarrassing dandruff for years, you can get rid of it now in three minutes. That's all it takes with Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Yes, unsightly dandruff's gone in three minutes with Fitch, quickest, easiest of all leading shampoos. What's more, using Fitch regularly is guaranteed to keep embarrassing dandruff away. Just apply in the unique Fitch manner. Before you wet hair, rub in one minute. This way, Fitch Shampoo penetrates right down to the scalp. Next, add water. Lather one minute to wash every trace of dandruff out of your hair. Then rinse one minute. All that loosened dandruff goes down the drain. In three minutes, with Fitch, one rubbing, one lathering, one rinsing, dandruff's gone. At the same time, gentle Fitch can leave your hair up to 35% brighter. To get rid of dandruff problems forever, brighten hair too. Use Fitch regularly. Get Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo today, only 59 cents. Just made it, mister. Hey, give you a hand with that bag? No, thanks. I can manage. Uh, you carry it like it was eggs. Most room up in the front. Say, what's going on in there? Why, well, I don't know. It's that murderer. He's loose. Look out. Oh, I 
beg your pardon. Get out of the way. You seem to have gotten tangled up in an iron clothesline. Get out of my way, you crazy fool. Yes, Stop, Paul James. Stop right there. I'll blow you in half with this shotgun. Oh, you clumsy fool. Well, Sheriff, why didn't you just pull the trigger and end it right here? You might as well have. You just get back to your seat real careful-like. Take them leg irons off to make you more comfortable. You pay me back by kicking me in the head. You just catch me trying to be decent to you again. All right, now, sit down. Take your leg out. And to you, mister. Thank you. Glad to be of help to an officer of the law. Uh, you're only helping a man get lynched, that's all. Shut up, Holgate. If you don't mind, Sheriff, I'd like to talk to your prisoner. Well, sure. That's it. Thank you. Mr. Holgate, you got my card. I got your message. You're paladin? I figured you'd be on my side. Who'd you say you was, mister? The name is Paladin. And your name? Sheriff Swing. Oh, what is this? A cozy chat? Listen, Paladin, I hired your gun to turn me loose. You're hired to turn him loose? <laughs> Mr. Holgate has his facts slightly confused. Uh, would you mind pointing that some other way, please, Sheriff? Thank you. Now, Mr. Holgate, what makes you think you'll be lynched? Easy. The town's named Bender, after Max Bender. It was his son caught in a bullet. How did you come to shoot him? Oh, just an argument in a saloon. A few drinks. You know how it is. You got a gun? Well, he had one. Oh, sure. It was home on his dresser. Well, how did I know that? I didn't notice. I see. Well, Mr. Holgate, tell you what I'll do. For $200, I'll see that you're delivered alive to stand trial. <laughs> you call that a bargain? Man has a chance with a fair trial, but there's no debating a lynching bee. All right. You'll get the money when I step into the courtroom. Just to be sure, I'll choose somebody to hold the fee. Uh, when's the trial, Sheriff? A uh, circuit judge will do it at the end of the week. We'll beat him there by, oh, a uh, day, maybe. And what are the chances of my employer here being lynched? I reckon somebody's going to try. Will you stop it? Well, that'd be a hard decision to make. But I can assume we're on the same side. Aren't we, Sheriff? I reckon. That puts two of us on the side of the right. Well, don't crow, mister. Them ain't good odds with the whole town on the other side. I never did like this town. Don't worry, you won't be here long. At least there's not a mob to meet us. Nope. Just the Benders over there. Who are they? Max Bender, his daughter Amy. The town is named after the old man. Uh, howdy, Max. Uh, Miss Amy. Uh, hello, yes. Sheriff. How'd you know we'd come in on this train? We waited on every train. I wanted to see the man who killed my son. He's going to have a trial, Max. Yeah. My brother didn't have a trial. No, Amy. Or a smart lawyer who might trick him to freedom or get him off with a prison sentence. But the man who killed him will have a trial. Who are you? Paladin's my name. Mr. Holgate hired me to see that he isn't lynched. <laughs> so the gunfighters are all for law and order now, if the pay is right. No, Miss Bender, you don't buy law and order. You fight for it. Yes. 
Once you have it, you don't throw it away. Your father knows how hard law is to come by. There will be no trial. Your neighbors will come for him, Sheriff. I know you'll do what's right. I think he will, miss. And so will you. Seven nights a week on CBS Radio, most of these same stations present The World Tonight. On The World Tonight, ace CBS newsmen broadcast direct from where the news is developing, along with well-detailed eyewitness reports on current events. The World Tonight brings you lively interviews with people in the news. When big things are happening in London, Paris, Moscow, Tokyo, or Rome, they're all within speaking distance on The World Tonight. For a penetrating look beneath the surface of the news, CBS Radio invites you to hear Eric Severide's news analysis. Wise in the ways of the news, Eric Severide explores a particular and important aspect each weekday evening. Invariably, he comes up with new keys to understanding. Always interesting, always illuminating, Eric Severide's perceptive news analysis makes an exciting companion piece to the world tonight. Listen for both of these fine news features regularly. Oh, you can relax, Holgate. You're safe in there. Temporarily, anyways. Yeah, but they'll be swarming around soon enough. You remember you got a job, Paladin. To keep you from getting lynched, I'll remember. Greetings, gentlemen. Just passing by and saw the light. Figured you were back. Howdy, Mr. Coombs. Holgate. You didn't waste no time, Coombs. My client and I must start preparing our defense. Oh, uh, who are you? He's all right. I've hired his gun. Name's Paladin. Oh? Well, now, if we can have some privacy. Oh, sure. Prisoner's got a right to have counsel with his lawyer. Let's wrap on the bars when you're through. Oh, sir. We still have some business details to arrange, Holgate. You tell your lawyer to turn the fee over to the person I name. I'll tell him. Sheriff, you mind if I bed down in one of these cots in your office? That's all right. Then, uh... I'll be using the other. I thought it was settled. We're on the same side. I'd just like to be sure. Hmm. Any place I can lock this up? Roll top desk has got a key. Good, it'll do. Hey, uh, well, what's in that bag, anyways? Just some of the tools of my trade. What kind of tools is that? The kind that might help quiet a lynch mob. We'll give them Holgate. That'll quiet them. I thought we were on the same side. We are. I'd just like to be sure. Which one is the Bender store, Mr. Coombs? That one, up there. Yeah, there's a noose hanging out in front. Yes, that's Amy's doing. Is she stirring the pot until it boils over? I never suspected she had such a mean streak in her. She was always such a nice, quiet girl. I guess it's frustrating for a woman. She can't strap on a gun and settle an affair like this with her own hands. Oh, I, uh, I hope this won't take too long. I have more important things to do. Like figuring a way to save your client? Something like that, yes. Hmm. Shall we go in? Bring him up, I 
Well, what do you want here? I want you to hold some money for me, Mr. Coombs. Here it is. $200. You're not to give it to me until Holgate steps into the courtroom for trial. If he dies before then, return it to Coombs. You think I'll hold your blood money? Blood money for keeping a man alive? I'll hold that for you. Dad. Give it to me. Thank you, Mr. Bender. Give him the money, Mr. Coombs. Very well. There you are, Max. Dad, if you won't help us, at least stay out of it. How can I do that, Amy? I live in this town, too. Good day, Mr. Paladin. Good day, sir. Amy, your father is a very wise man. Uh, Excuse me. I uh, guess you don't need me anymore. I'll be in my office, Paladin. Miss Amy? Look, Mr. Paladin, I just want Holgate to pay for my brother's murder. I don't want anybody else to get hurt. So far, no argument. Now, Sheriff Swink's not going to shoot at his friend, so no one will harm him. Go on. That leaves just you. But you're liable to kill somebody and be killed in turn, and there's no telling where it'll stop. It would seem so. You're doing it for money. What if I gave you more money to leave town now? That's a definite offer, I take it? Cash. I'll get it right away. wait. I'm afraid not. Switching sides is most unethical. Unethical? Did you ever see a lynching, Miss Bender? No. Your imagination would fall far short of the truth. No matter what he's done, Holgate won't be handed over to feed the animal instincts of the mob. I I told you, I I don't want anybody hurt but him. Amy. Yes, Clint? You need any help? No. The trouble with a lynching, Miss Bender... You can't have it ordered up all dainty, neat, like a yard of lace. It's something that cowards get whiskied up for and mumble over and wind up screaming in the gutters of a dark night. Go on. Go on. Get out of here. There's, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Isn't there? Listen, mister. You take her advice. Get out of town. A double blast from this shotgun ought to cut a man in half. That man won't be any deader than a man with a forty-five bullet between his eyes. There's room enough out there in front, gunfighter, for another noose. So there is. And earth enough to bury every man who comes to me with a rope. Paladin studied at West Point and emerged from the Civil War a mercenary with morals. His card had a simple message. It said, have gun, will travel. Wire paladin, San Francisco. The only symbol on the card was a white chest knight, a paladin. John Daner approached the role as if Boone's had never existed. He didn't imitate. Somebody somewhere in the business said, wouldn't it be dandy if we had a radio series to run concurrently with the TV series? The point of it was that we were going to use scripts that originated with a TV show. Uh, Dick Boone's show. Right. We were going to use their same scripts and just adapt them to radio, but it didn't work. Having been committed to a radio have gun, we finally discarded all of the TV scripts that we thought would be very handy to transpose into radio. We wound up writing original radio have gun will travels. The first set of scripts were all adapted from the second season of the TV show. The writers were paid no residuals. Norman MacDonald used the same Hollywood regulars he used for Gunsmoke. Jack Crucian was often one of them. I was challenged once by Bill Robeson, who is, you know, one of our finest radio directors right. ever, producer, director, and a fine writer as well. But 
he had interviewed me and said, what is this now that you double? And I said, oh, yeah, I can do, you know, a couple of voices. He says, can you talk to yourself? And I said, well, I guess, why not? Well, he brought me on a show with Elliot Lewis and had me play five parts. And he kept waiting for me to complain, and I never said a word. I just marked all the parts. And a couple of them were just one-liners. But still, one time I had three characters on the same page all talking to themselves, me. <laughs> that's not off, easy. I no, bet that's We got off easy. the air, and he said, I guess you can double. <laughs> just like that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. What's going on out there? I didn't hear him. I'm gathering down in front of the Bender store. I'm getting steamed up. They'll be moving before long. Yeah. Now, you fellas don't be napping. We won't. What you looking at me like that for? What are you thinking? Just wondering what you're thinking. You're mighty cheerful for a man about to face a lynch mob. <laughs> well, I got confidence in you and the sheriff. I figure you'll give them what for. Coming. Well, see you in court. You better, or you don't get paid. What is it? Oh, here, have a look. What? Funny thing. See them two riders just leaving Coombs' place, heading down the side street, trailing a third horse? Yeah, they look like two cowboys. Yeah, and Willie and McKeith, the Holgate's friends. Now, what would they be doing at his lawyer's? Well, I've got a better question to chew on. Who do they figure to ride that extra horse? Uh, yeah. Oh, I reckon that question's gonna have to wait. They're getting about ready to move. Now, there's another shotgun in the closet, Paladin. No, thanks. Incidentally, Miss Bender says you won't use that shotgun against your friends out there. Miss Bender's mistaken. <laughs> Sheriff, I'll buy you a drink after this is over. Maybe. Looks like everybody's here. I'd say we're all ready. What's the matter, Amy? Nothing. Nothing's the matter. You bring him here. Yeah, so you can put the rope around his neck. You just wait here and we'll bring him to you. Dad, what you doing with that gun? Well, Max, you change your mind? I'm going to the jail. Stand beside the sheriff and that fellow paladin against his mouth. Now, hold on, Max. You're getting turned around. From the beginning, we had decency and law in this town. Now you're going to wipe it all out in one night. We're doing this for your son. No, don't use my boy as an excuse. Get out of my way. You better stay here and take it easy, Max. Now give me that rap. Clint! Never mind. The sheriff will give me another rap. I said stay here. Get your hands off me. Dad, don't. Clint, don't. Oh. All right, now. Come on. Let's go. Let's do it. Dad. Oh, Dad. I'm all right. But, Amy, what have you done? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... I didn't know it would be like this. Well, here they are. And Paladin, you better get that shotgun. I've got something better in the desk. I right, get back. I'm warning you. Now, wait a minute, Sheriff. Hey, Paladin, what are you doing? Opening the door. No, no, wait. All right. Hold it. 
Hold it. No need breaking down doors when you can open them with dynamite. All right, now. Here. Who wants it? You, big fella. No. Well, if nobody wants it, here. Just putting out the fuse. It was a long, slow-burning one. That crowd is still running. I don't blame them. Well, they won't collect again. Mob courage is a momentary thing. Once it's gone, it's gone for good. Well, the street's clean deserted of them. Except over there. Yeah, there's Clint. Let's go after him, pal. Well, you go ahead. I got a client who thinks he doesn't have to go to court. I'll nail Clint. We can tie this thing up. Go ahead. I'm going back and check Holgate. Willie. Willie, what's happened? I can't hear nothing. The crowd's gone. Something's wrong. Well, we better go ahead anyway. Now, whip your horses and pull out the bars. That's fine. You did it. You hold that right there, Holgate. Paladin, don't shoot! All right, out there, you stay where you are. No, I got no gun, Paladin! All right, just stay put. You, you killed Willie and McKee? You're good, awful good. That's why you hired me. Yes, but there's no call you get mixed up in this. You, you, you just collect your money and forget about it. I couldn't do that. I can't collect until you walk into the courtroom. Listen, Paladin, I'll make it a thousand if, you, if you'll just walk away. You don't understand. You hired me to get you into that courtroom. And that's where you're going, to be tried for murder. Mr. Paladin, Mr. Paladin. Oh, hello, Amy, Mr. Bender. Here's your money, Paladin. $200. Thank you. Now that Holgate's in court, there's a lot of people in this town that are grateful to you today. But it's not in their nature to come out and admit it. Well, I... I'm, I'm admitting it. <laughs> and with such a long face. I'm, I'm so ashamed. I, and, and confused. Why, why did you want me to hold your pay? Because it's an honest face, too. Oh, come, come back to Bender again, Mr. Powell. I'd be delighted. Goodbye. 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 Oh, Mr. Paraline, welcome back to San Francisco. You have a good trip? More excitement than money, hey, boy. But it's good to be home. I take you back. No, no. I'll manage. Oh, you have something valuable in it? <laughs> no, just the tools of the trade. Oh, big secret. Uh, something to upset Apple Cart? <laughs> you might say so, yes. Oh, uh, by the way, hey, boy, that pretty young lady who is... Oh, yeah, she's still here and looks plenty lonesome. Oh. Now, let's see, was she, was she blonde or brunette? Huh? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Beat on, hey, boy, and... Uh, Forget the papers tonight.
have gun, will travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced by Norman McDonnell and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Sam Rolfe and adapted for radio by John Dunkel. Featured in the cast were Jack Edwards, Jack Crucian, Virginia Christine, Olin Soleil, Roy Woods, and Vic Perrin. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. Perhaps you'd have listened to this episode in Clear Lake, Iowa, with anticipation for the next evening's winter dance party. If you'd gone, you'd have been witness to the last concert ever by Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and Richie Valens. The morning hours of February 3, 1959, have since become known as the day the music died. It's one of the most infamous moments in rock and roll history. received a notice from state line Mason City, Iowa. Three rock and roll singers just hitting the big time have died in a plane crash in an Iowa farm field. The three young singers, Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and J.P. Richardson, better known as the Big Bopper, were being flown in the chartered plane by pilot Roger Peterson to a rock and roll concert in Fargo, North Dakota. Three guys who, uh, well, the big bopper, after working nine years at a radio station in Beaumont, Texas, as a disc jockey, gained fame with a thing called Chantel at least, a pretty face and a ponytail hanging down. Richie Valens came on strong. Not too long ago, a young 17-year-old guy via Los Angeles and uh, come up with a smash hit called Donna, the flip side hit right now called La Bamba. So you'll never know the uh, experiences of being a really, really big star across the nation. Buddy Holly, after his big taste of success with Peggy Sue, and never forget the crickets, that'll be the day, maybe baby. A lot of them. And just now, he started a brand new one called a Doesn't Matter Anymore, which is going to hit the charts probably in a couple of weeks. Already a very big record in the Wichita Falls area. All of a sudden, it's all ended in Mason City, Iowa. Buddy, uh, he couldn't have missed. Nobody could sing rock and roll any better or one of the greatest guys in the world. Richie Valens, this is uh, his big hit of the present day. Probably just like all recording companies, when they go in to record, they record uh, usually four or six tunes at a time. Probably Richie Valens has got maybe four or five or six more songs in the can, as they say in the tray there. Maybe they got some more records in them. Maybe they don't. Maybe they were going to have a recording session tomorrow with him. Just like Buddy, we talked to his manager. He was doing New York next week for a recording day. 
We talked we talk to the crickets while I go in Lubbock. Contrary to what it said in the paper tonight, said in the paper that the crickets were uh, in the bus that uh, went ahead to uh, their next engagement, and then the three fellows flew. That's how they were killed. The crickets were not heard, or they weren't even on the tour. It was Buddy by himself. He went on a weekend thing, you know. But uh, they were all torn up about it. Uh, all the radio stations there. All the guys that Buddy had known for a long time, you know. I remember when he was laying brick. Started as a bricklayer, just like anybody else. He uh, loved to sing. He, he used to sing, you know, in different places. You hear the stories. He started out poor, and he used to sing around town. Well, that's just the way it was. He used to sing around town. Uh, didn't pick up much loot. And he made more money as a brick contractor. He bought his first big car, laying brick. He kept that car up until uh, last year. I say there's two things a rock and roll singer buys first. That's a brand new Cadillac and a diamond ring. I don't think I know of one that has it. Not very few. But he didn't do that. He was just another singer and swinger and had a good time, made a lot of money and, and carried on. But he remembered that was a nice thing, you know. He didn't just go big hat and save the group. Like Buddy said, all of his records, they uh, they don't go right to the top like all like the Everly Brothers and all of them. But they make just as much money because they get about the number 50 or 60 position. And they just stay there month after month, about three or four months. And just keep piling in the old loot. <laughs> That's what he says. Just keep piling the old money there month after month. And the Everly Brothers, and the, I'm just using an example. But uh, they have a smash hit goes all the way to the top and, and then it uh, drops down pretty fast. But uh, he'll just get them one place and just stays there very mellowly. Cashing in the Gitas, you know.